a intelligent, competent person is when they make a mistake, they have the guts to stand up and say, I made a mistake, I'm sorry. We don't question your belief that you made a mistake. I think the question is the timing that you realize you made the mistake. Well, nobody asked me about it until I started running for president, okay. so come on. Yeah, come on, Gail. Mike Bloomberg was just minding his own business, doing nothing illegal, and you started shaking him down like this out of nowhere. It's wrong, Gail. Besides, as soon as he had something to gain from apologizing, he did. And he did it like a man, begrudgingly and once. Look! <laughs> John Oliver! Yeah, man, that is pretty funny. <laughs> Bloomberg, as a phenomenon, seems so like two years ago, doesn't it? Is he going to get any momentum going again? I just... He peaked for 27 and a half hours just before that debate. Oh, Bloomberg and his money and wait till he gets in and whoa, and then he just, ah, the air goes out of the balloon and I'm whatever. fascinated by the experiment he's running. Even yeah, oh, I find yeah. him loathsome. Yeah. And it, 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 when he realizes that nobody wants the crap he's selling, will he turn toward defeating old man Bernie? He said that he's willing to spend a billion dollars to defeat Trump. Which could mean backing Bernie, and he or said he, it could mean and he defeating he would, him. And he said he would back whoever the nominee is fairly recently. Did you hear he let, over the weekend, he let some of those women out of their NDAs? Ooh. Yeah. That's a non-disclosure agreement. So, so he felt the pressure from that debate when Liz turned her fire on him. Yet another example, by the way. Well, of, two consenting parties agree into an agreement, and both parties and the party of the first part and the party of the second. His defense <laughs> was the worst thing I've ever heard. So he, he, he um, uh, you know, he got his skin ripped off or whatever. What did I hear somebody say? He literally had like, was uh, torn the skin off him. No, 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 no. I was, I saw it. I watched it. There were no skinnings. We'd all be talking about it if that had literally happened. Liz Warren probably wanted to scalp. Did you hear him. they skimmed an old man on stage last night? <laughs> yeah, Germany. barbaric. Here's the video, but. Uh, once again, and you'd think candidates would recognize this. So you lit up uh, old man Bloomberg there, Liz, and finished in fourth place in Nevada a couple of days later. Whatever. Fantastic. So you lit him up on the debate stage, mm-hmm. but that didn't really help you. Mm. It didn't make any difference. It she got a, him. M- a, bunch of, a bunch of money donated. It hurt yeah. him, but it didn't help you. And the money might matter because she's going to get out of the race soon, I think, and you got bills to pay. So she's got a third place, a fourth place, and a fourth place under her belt. Mm. She's done. Get out! By any normal metrics, you need to get out. But she raised $9 million off her debate. Thursday. So she can endure through Super Tuesday. Mm. And we'll see what happens Have a whole that. nationwide fourth place showing? I, I tell you what, if Bernie is the nominee, and it's looking more and more likely, sure, I am going to be simultaneously, maybe more than, more than ever politically close, uh, excited and terrified. At the same time. It's going to be pretty interesting. Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. But, I, you know, I fear for this republic because what he's selling is poison. Harvey. Look, I don't tolerate bullshit terribly well. I'm not good at pleasantries. If you have your birthday, I'm not going to call you up to congratulate you so you love me and you write nice things about me. That's not what I do. Yeah, you know, I'm not Never su- have. I'm not surprised by that. That's, uh, yeah. That seems on brand for your uh, the way you act. Well, yeah. Um, I'm that way, too, so that's fine. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, we should play more uh, Bernie on 60 Minutes last night, maybe later this hour. Harvey Weinstein was found guilty of some things, not guilty of some other things, and they're about to have a press conference. We'll go to that, I think, when it happens. Wanted to talk about this because it's kind of interesting. Sean, our own producer, Sean, 
did some political canvassing over the weekend. How did that occur? Uh, a friend of mine uh, is a volunteer for a campaign, was going out to do some canvassing, asked me, hey, you want to go out and walk around for a little bit? And as a, I must as, admit, I'm not exactly sure what canvassing is. Yeah, yeah. I said, I will, A, I've heard the term, don't actually know what it means. Uh-huh. A lot less actual canvas than I was anticipating. <laughs> yeah, almost none. <laughs> yeah, yeah, practically none. I was disappointed in that. Um, but I was just, as a curiosity, I said, yeah, let's go do this and let's just see what this is all about. And the headline is, and this has astounded me. I was shocked at the willingness of people who answer their door on a Sunday morning to talk, like even just for a couple minutes about something. That, that would surprise me, too. So I was I'm, baffled I'm, by that. I would never do that. You're not coming there, to my door, knocking on my door, and I'm coming out and having a conversation with you. That's just never going to happen. Oh, I could if, if the, I figured out that they were just doing political canvassing. Oh, yeah, I'd have no problem with I wouldn't that. get to the door to find out. Oh, there was one guy knocking who, on my door on a Sunday morning who cracked open the door, saw us holding, you know, various papers and stuff and just kind of did the hand. Oh, no, 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 no. And closed the door. And I said, that's that's my kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> if I answer the door and somebody's there with a clipboard or something, the only thing I might say is, what do I have to do to get off of the list so this never happens again? Mm. That was the only thing. But people answer the door and answer questions. And, and that's and, to lull them to sleep before, so you can get out your taser and zah, bring them to their knees. <laughs> and we're good spirited about it. And hey, keep fighting the good fight. You know, yeah. it was, it was, I was very shocked at that huh. and how just kind of the old school, just knocking on doors, passing out, you know, a pamphlet about the candidate or whatever. Um, I would have anticipated much more hostility and just, you know, no answering at all. Right. Yeah, that's what I would expect, too, in the modern world, just not answering the door. But, huh. And then what sort of questions do they ask? Like, are you planning to vote and that sort of thing? Uh, yeah. Are you aware of how, how far away the primary is? Have you thought about the candidates you're supporting? Uh, a, lot, a lot of surprising number had already done the early voting. But again, that's I'm, I'm so skeptical. That's exactly what I would say. Oh, yeah. no. Who are you for? Oh, yep. Already did it. That's the person yeah, th- I voted th- thumbs for. Thumbs up with Jones. Love Get Jones. Get away from me. <laughs> Jones for whatever he said he's running Good for. Good man yes. or woman. Great yeah. person. Uh, or the place. right person for the moment. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for stopping uh, by. If you'll excuse me. But yeah, I it, get back to my personal life, which you've interrupted. And it's just a reminder that your neighbors, more often than not, are just really nice, regular people. No, they're not. If they vote a different way than me, they're horrible monsters. <laughs> Horrible or they're, 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 monsters. They're the new Hitler mm. or communists or both. What is a Trump Sanders race going to look like? Insane. Insane. Going through it might help America or might kill us. <laughs> <laughs> the debate, like my niece said, going to be a lot of yelling and pointing. <laughs> a lot of gesturing. Oh, my God. Bernie gestures more than Trump. It'll be the most gesture in debate in American history. And he's no shrinking violet, uh, Bernie Sanders. Oh, so there'll, no. there'll be no. Yeah, that's that's going to be something. Boy, what would the ratings be for debate one of Bernie versus Trump? Everybody, it'll be the first time in history the TV ratings will just say E. Everybody, <laughs> everybody watched it. <laughs> How could you not? What else are you going to do? Yeah. What have you got better to do than this? Right. I was watching uh, reruns of uh, Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> Seriously, if there was a train wreck... There was a mid-season Brewers game on. (laughs) If there was a train wreck out my back door (laughs) and Trump and Sanders on my TV, I'm watching the TV. Right. And not just because of what I do for a living. If my dog's on fire, 
I might pa- I'll have to pause the TV, but I'm going to be disappointed. Well, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, honey, water. Quickly, quickly. <laughs> I mean, so I can get back to the debate. Sorry, Fido. <laughs> That's a particularly grim example. What's the matter with you? <laughs> so in case you're just tuning in, Harvey Weinstein got uh, convicted of two of the five counts. Uh, evidently, the verdict did not believe the gal who was uh, the actress on The uh, Sopranos. The jury didn't? Uh, the, yeah, I'm sorry. What did I say? The verdict. The the, the jury didn't uh, believe her to the point of beyond a reasonable doubt. Ooh, I just saw Gloria Allred and got chills. Oh, yeah. And she was on the right side of this one. Something evil this way comes. Yeah, so we'll see. So the Sopranos woman wasn't the... Wasn't the crazy sounding one? I shouldn't say that. That's not nice. Well, the, yeah. The woman she, who broke down on the she stand. She has a lot of lot of issues. Yeah, yeah. Annabella Sciorra, um, best known for her work in The Sopranos, um, was the one who alleged some of the more serious, uh, violent sexual assault uh, charges. And again, I got to get to the bottom of the. You know the legal nomenclature in New York. I don't know what. Well, all the we really want the charges are. All we really want is for him to be in jail for the rest of his life, right? So what? Oh, that what do. gets him there doesn't really matter, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. What a scumbag! How many women did he do this to in his lifetime? You know the numbers we've never even heard from. Like, well, it probably dozens. Oh, God, it's more um, than and, that. There's, and, there's like 50 women that have put their, their names and faces to this. There's, right. There might be 50 more that haven't. Well, and the number he lied to or caused unspeakable stress or, 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 or slandered and ruined their careers behind their backs, the rest of it. He did a hell of a lot more damage than just the sexual assault stuff. If you dared resist him. You could have your livelihood taken away from you, which is no joke. I mean, listen, I'm not comparing the two, but, you know, if your dreams and your ability to support yourself were yanked away, maybe for good, well, I'll just say sexual assault's terrible, but that's no joke either. And right. he did that to a lot of folks. So, so I mean, the gonna... Bible says in the Old Testament, it says, if you take away a man's uh, grindstone, I think is the term. but Millstone? Uh, I millstone, yeah, exactly. Uh, you might as well have killed him. What? Uh, who's coming up so we can tease this? Is it Harvey or is it? Oh, the Manhattan DA is going to come up and say what uh, what happened. So stay tuned for that. The Armstrong and Getty Show. surprised by how unprepared he seemed for some very basic, obvious questions at the debate in yes, I Nevada? Was. I was. And, and, you know, and if that's what happened in a Democratic debate, you know, I, I think it's quite likely that Trump will chew him up and spit him out. That's a pretty good point by Bernie. You show up to that debate, you've laid out all that money. This is America's, for a lot of America, their first look at you. Mm. And you weren't prepared for the most obvious questions. It's inexplicable. Yeah, Bernie's got a good point there. Yeah, I was astounded by it myself. Bernie wasn't asked about this, but Bernie had to uh, wonder to himself, I'm not exactly sure why they let me off the hook. I'm the I'm the guy who's going to win this thing, but uh-huh. whatever. Just glad they did. Another debate tomorrow night. 
Uh, who knows how that'll turn out. So the Harvey Weinstein verdict is in. The Manhattan District Attorney has just stepped to the podium, and we're about to hear from him. I have no idea what he's going to say. As soon as this is over, we'll continue our coverage. But for now, let's watch. Good morning. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Is your Desjaro on? Yes. I can hear you. Okay, good. Uh, good morning. Welcome. Thank you for for being here. Please silence your phones. Sean Dunning, Miriam Haley, Jessica Mann, Annabella Shora, Tara Leigh Wolf, Lauren Young, Megan Hask, Joan Eluzi Orbon. Eight women who have changed the course of history in the fight against sexual violence. These are eight women who pulled our justice system into the 21st century by declaring that rape is rape and sexual assault is sexual assault no matter what. Rape is rape whether it's committed by a stranger in a dark alley or by an intimate partner in a working relationship. It's rape whether it's committed by an indigent person or a man of immense power, prestige, and privilege. Rape is rape whether the survivor reports within an hour, within a year, or perhaps never. It's rape despite the complicated dynamics of power and consent after an assault. It's rape even if there is no physical evidence and even if it happened a long time ago. Okay, that's interesting right there. Do yeah, you that's think that's true, but it, it isn't necessarily a rape conviction. Do you think it has changed? Uh, so Harvey's guilty on some and not guilty on others, which we're about to hear about, I'm sure. But do you think it has changed anything going forward? Mm, yeah, to some extent. I think so. I hope so. People are starting to understand that not every victim immediately reports the crime. Right. And not... And doesn't immediately cut off all contact with the uh, the rapist. Doesn't always tell their best friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's complicated. Yeah. Long time ago. This is the new landscape for survivors of sexual assault in America, I believe. And this is a new day. It's a new day because Harvey Weinstein has finally been held accountable for crimes he committed. The women who came forward courageously and at great risk made that happen. Weinstein is a vicious, serial sexual predator who used his power to threaten, rape, assault, trick, humiliate, and silence his victims. He has been found guilty of criminal sexual act in the first degree and will face on that count a state prison sentence of no less than five years and up to 25 years. To the jurors, I want to thank the jurors for their service and careful attention. Their verdict turned the page in our justice system on men like Harvey Weinstein. I want to say thank you to the assistant district attorneys, paralegals. and Okay, so you know something about this sort of thing. What's the likelihood he gets the minimum or higher than that or whatever? That's an interesting question. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Does he get to play the old man, I'm sick card? And Yeah, I suspect. 
Or do you play the, just as he said, he's a serious, he's been doing this. Of course, that doesn't play into this, the fact it, he's been doing this forever. It does a little bit. If you have bunches of women coming forward during a trial to say, yeah, he did it to me too, the the sentencing judge will weigh um, how credible they seem. And if they seem credible to him or her and a higher sentence is within the, the guidelines, they'll, they'll hammer him. Harvey's in his mid-60s. The difference between five years and eight years is a lot. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Now, it's a state charge and... You know, it's really only federal charges that if you get 10 years, you serve 10 years. I don't know what the current state of things in New York is, but. So you could get five and do half of it. Mm. Um, but wow. Yeah. Depending. Um, God, yeah, you wouldn't think you, say, could, you wouldn't think you could live this kind of life. Of course, he's got another trial to face in California. Yeah. And maybe L.A. gets him for another uh, dozen years. Tax that on to the dozen that the New York judge gives him. Then he's screwed. So would you be in a New York jail for a while, and then they transfer you to California and spend exactly. time in jail there for a while? Exactly. Wow. Yeah, put Good. you in your traveling jumpsuit, shackle you up, and, and fly you across the country. Is Harvey Weinstein hang himself in jail? Like Epstein? I don't know. Rich, powerful guy doesn't want to... Why? The jig is up. I don't know. Maybe uh, get some rape victims in jail. That's the way he swings. Maybe he bribes a bunch of gang members to bring him uh, little guys to rape them. Oh, jeez. That's rough. Oh, uh, yes. I don't know. I'm, I'm to blame because I asked. Yes, you did. <laughs> if you don't want to hear the answer, don't ask the question, son. <laughs> wow. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Donald Trump got elected talking to white middle class Americans, uh, white working class Americans, promising to, to make America great again. Your stump speech, your critics say, sounds like nothing works in America, hasn't for generations. Is America great? In many ways, we are. In some ways, very significant ways, we're not. We're not great when half of our people today are living paycheck to paycheck. When 500,000 people tonight are going to be sleeping out on the streets, including 30,000 veterans. You know, my father came to this country at the age of 17 without a nickel in his pocket. Couldn't speak a word of English, had very limited education. We are a great nation because people like my father would never have dreamed in a million years that their kids would become United States senators or be successful in many other ways. Half of our people today are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm. Well, I don't. how many people are doing that because it's a choice to live at the very edge of your means? That would be worth breaking down. Yeah, is it certainly. is it a quarter of those people he mentioned? Is it half of them? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Well, I am sure of this though: if you want to doom a country in the midst of the change, the rapid change that is the 21st century and global trade and competition, and the rest of it, if you want to doom us to not being able to adapt to it, put the government in charge of of everything. You know, take it out of the hands of the entrepreneurs and the hard workers and the thinkers and the idea people and put it into bureaucracies, which is what Bernie wants. Well, that little dark vision there at the end of the interview with Bernie Sanders on 60 Minutes. Bernie Sanders is going to be the nominee, by the way. I can't imagine how he's not at this point, but... um, uh, 90%, according to Gallup, of people are satisfied with their lives. Two-thirds very satisfied. Yeah, it's funny. And 75% of people expect next year, be, next year to be better than this one. Mm-hmm. 
So it's uh, not exactly nope, an unhappy doomed. crowd out there. Doomed. We're doomed. I thought this was interesting from the liberal Daily Beast. They're talking about how to cut Bernie off at the knees, how to stop him, because they, like a lot of people, believe you would lose badly in the general election. I think it would have to start tomorrow night on the debate stage. Yeah, well, Some wound that everybody's talking about for a couple of days. This Michael Tomaski fellow, with whom I'm sure I would disagree about virtually everything, but it's a good piece. It's smart. He says, the line of attack that I've always thought might work, um, because he says the... Um, the the radical leftist history thing isn't going to work because it's too close to what the other Democrats are pitching anyway. But he says the line of attack I always thought might have worked would have centered around effectiveness. He's been in Congress for 30 years. He passed seven bills. Two of those are post office renamings, and a third is a Vermont Bicentennial Day. Only one of the seven is substantive. Um, Then he points out, I've always thought Vermont was a potential Achilles heel. Vermont isn't quite a real place in the sense of having numerous competing powerful political interests. It's easy to be ideologically pure from Vermont. There are no corporations in Vermont, no big banks, not a single billionaire. There's no pressure on him to cast any non-left-wing votes at all. It's la-la land. In other words, a picture could have been painted of a totally ineffective guy who operates in his own little non-real-world bubble. It might have worked, but it's a little too late for that now. So he says the only thing Democrats can do is to talk everybody but one person into dropping out and having that person beat Bernie. But he said, yeah, it's probably that's probably not going to work either. <laughs> and I think he's right. So, Bernie, it is. We talked about this earlier, and I hadn't realized until somebody pointed it out. One major change... What the modern world is, you can stay in a presidential election because you get money on the Internet. Used to be the only place you got serious money was the big donors, and they pulled the plug on you. That's why Iowa and New Hampshire mattered so much. You finished third in Iowa and New Hampshire, your big donor called you up and said, I'm sorry, we're, we're, we're no more checks, and you got out. Right. That's the way it's worked forever. Well, now... Elizabeth Warren raised $10 million off of the debate, $9 million off the debate the other night. From individuals who thought she looked snarky on stage. Right. So she can keep running for a couple more weeks off of that. It doesn't matter if, if smart people realize you got no chance. You've got a third, a fourth, and a fourth. Mm-hmm. No chance you're going to be the nominee, but people are donating money. So they'll stay in a lot longer, which splits up the vote, which allows the Trumps and Sanders of the world to get the nomination without ever getting over 50% in states. Right. That's so interesting. It really is. Yeah, if you have seven people till the bloody end or damn close to it, you can win with 30%. It's wild. Wild. Wild times. Uh, What was I going to say? It flitted right out of my... Oh, it's it's kind of off the the, the topic, but... um, Hey, uh, Hanson, true or false, armstrongandgetty.com has a list of the radio stations that we're on. Is that correct? Okay, I just the reason I bring this up is fake news because there. Oh, are, it is true. No, it's okay. true. Uh, because there are like we we will change, for instance, from one station to another, or whatever. 
And people say, oh, no, I won't be able to listen to you on this distant station from some city when there's a station in their city, like next door, that's broadcasting the show. Stupid listeners. No, that's not my point at all. Oh, be smarter, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, do do better. Do better. Jeez. Oh, so, yeah, go to if, if you're having trouble hearing the show, make sure there isn't a, a, a station broadcasting like out your back door that you'll hear fine. Armstrongandgetty.com. I'm talking to you, Carl. I just saw your email. <laughs> Carl. Elvis held this record for 60 years. Now Justin Bieber just broke it. Hmm. Nearly 60 years, Elvis Presley won bragging rights to impressive feet in 1961 with his Blue Hawaii album. Oh, here's seen Blue Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. um, the 26-year-old king of rock and roll became the youngest individual to have seven number one albums in the U.S. charts. Well, that happened over the weekend with Justin Bieber. And he's even younger. He's at the age of 25. Never mind the fact that the music business has changed completely. Yeah. What a number one album means is like a dog versus a horse. Yeah. In terms of judging it, but whatever. Yeah. And rideability, too. (laughs) You know, unless you're a little person. But anyway. (laughs) How many of you people saw the movie Blue Hawaii? (laughs) Congratulations. Can I be in still function? <laughs> How many speed tabs can I take and still do a show for you people? <laughs> I'm a drug czar, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> How so cool can... is it that Lincoln gave me this badge? <laughs> Link or Lincoln? I mean, <laughs> How, many presidents... How many of you people saw the movie Blue Hawaii? <laughs> Have been? Uh, Nixon. Nixon, right? Nixon gave me a badge. <laughs> I tell you what, poor Elvis. All pilled up. So uh, it was my birthday weekend. I ate uh, too much and gained weight. And I bought a basketball hoop because that's what I wanted to get for myself for my birthday. A a portable basketball hoop for outside so I could shoot baskets with my kids. Your inner child. Mostly because I really enjoyed doing it with my dad when I was a kid. And I would love it if my kids enjoyed doing it with me, but they come from a different generation where they're not as interested in that sort of thing. And Well, they have other things to do. One of the reasons I was out playing horse with my dad was I liked it, but another reason was the other options didn't exist. Yeah, that's one I, of the great ironies of mankind. I Boredom had, is one of the greatest things that has ever been given to mankind, and we're taking it away. I was I didn't have a bunch of shows on my DVR. I didn't have any Netflix. I didn't have a Nintendo Switch. I didn't have this fantastic entertainment. So, but anyway, I'd like to play. I played a game of pig with Sam. I got him to play a three-letter game. Not all the way up to horse yet, but. Mm. Love playing horses. Did you my do uh, like the behind the back over your head, like the trick shot sort of things? I started. We started pretty slow because I want him to be interested right, in it right. and do it with me. <laughs> if I just dominate him right off the bat, right, just... right. Here's here's one tip. This one uh, got laughs from my kids. Each of my kids in succession, as I would play horse with them, uh, you know, you go through a couple of normal shots, then you go one hand, one foot, bark like a dog, woof. That's you a go good up one. On one foot, one hand, and say woof. That's a <laughs> That's good a one. Popular one. And I got the rim down at seven foot since seven feet six inches, so I can dunk like a monster on. Oh this yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah. So I might if, if he ever gets ahead, I'll break those out because I was doing the off the glass catch it, dunk it, <laughs> bounce it on the ground, catch it in the air, dunk it behind my head. Nice. That was awesome. Nice. Awesome. Tommy Hawk in it. I gotta get a video of that. That'd be pretty funny on <laughs> yes, the Twitter. You do. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd watch it three times myself. And if you don't have Kurt Rambis glasses with a sweat headband on, I, I'm not even I sure. I have to get a headband. I have to get a headband to do that. Oh, and Absolutely. you got to wear tight little uh, John Stockton shorts and long white socks. Gigantic knee pads and elbow pads. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. I probably should because I'm going to fall at some point. <laughs> Keeps getting better and better. Oh, the other uh, piece of correspondence we've gotten a couple of times is people who are really intrigued by the the fitness program that you were talking about from the New York Times. Yes. And we posted that link at armstrongandgetty.com, too. Now, they claim you could do six minutes three times a week. Mm-hmm. Well, compared to nothing, yeah, you'd be much better off. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. And I don't do nothing. As I mentioned, I got a basketball goal and a yeah. variety of ride and, bikes. We rode bikes th- over the weekend. And you throw it down, big man. Oh, throw it down, old man. <laughs> um... But, uh, yeah, the, the idea is if you did this every day, six minutes, you do 30 seconds hard, rest for 15, 30 seconds hard of different exercises, jumping mm. jacks, deep knee bends, stuff that you just don't do that often, perhaps. And we're not talking to the, those of you who work out like crazy. Yeah, okay? and we don't like you either, so shut up. <laughs> I kid. It's the rest of us. I kid. No, I'm, I kid because yeah. I love. No, <laughs> and I wish I did, but I don't. Well, it's important to figure out what your goals are from exercising. Do you want to be a swimsuit model, or do you just want to live healthier? And if your answer is the former, then yeah, do, going from nothing to six minutes three times a week is a huge improvement. Sure, and there's no reason why I don't do that every day. Everybody's right. got six minutes. If I'm a swimsuit model, they're just not going to sell many swimsuits. <laughs> So you're telling me if I wear that swimsuit, I'll look like that? (laughs) Where do I sign up? I'd rather be naked. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Something is happening in America right now that actually does not fit our mental models. It certainly doesn't fit the mental models of a lot of people on TV. It doesn't fit the mental models of a lot of people in the parties. It doesn't fit our cultural mental models. I think this is a wake-up moment for the American power establishment. From Michael Bloomberg to those of us in the media, to the Democratic Party, to donors, to CEOs, Many in this establishment are behaving, in my view, as, as they face the prospect of a Bernie Sanders nomination, like out-of-touch aristocrats in a dying aristocracy. Just sort of, how do we stop this? How do we block this? And there is no curiosity. Why is this happening? What is going on in the yeah. lives of my fellow citizens in this country? They may be voting for something that I find it so hard to understand. What is happening? What is happening? This is a moment for curiosity in America. I think about this network, which I love, which you love. The people who are stuck in an old way of thinking, in 20th century frameworks, in gulag thinking, are missing what is going on. It is time for all of us to step up, rethink, and understand the dawn of what may be, frankly, a new era in American life. I don't exactly know what the gulag thinking is. Gulag thinking. I like gulag. But that other part in there, that's two elections in a row. So the Republicans did it last time around, and now the Democrats are doing it. Where all the powerful people are saying, nope, this can't happen. Nope, we're not going to let it happen. Oh, it's, it's already happened. Right. And then you find a way to deal with it. Uh, well, and the chattering classes, to his point, just smugly pronounce what happened without actually asking any of the unwashed masses between Manhattan and San Francisco who did it. They just pronounce that, well, it's racism or whatever stupidity. What will be the reason for the Bernie thing? But so what everything... What all the powerful people in the Republican Party wanted was not Trump, he wins. What all the powerful people in the Democratic Party, we were told this by Mark Halpern, Schumer, Pelosi, Obama, all the those Clintons. other, pun, uh, the, mm-hmm. the whole Clinton clan, all of them, none of them want Bernie, and Bernie's going to win. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean, then? Well, 
the the first answer, the the broadest answer, and I, I shouldn't get more than partial credit for this, is that the 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 grassroots of both parties have realized the parties are pandering to them, but don't actually work for them. Mm. They lie to them over and over again. That's pretty good. They've realized that. Listen, we're getting jobbed. These promises are empty. They're just serving themselves. We're going to give them a good screwing. And, you know, Trump was, uh, or uh, perhaps he, uh, we're going to throw a grenade into the establishment and be a less earthy way to say it. I'm um, sorry, I'm an earthy fella. Uh, and, and, and Bernie's a, a grenade. There is also undeniably an appeal to socialism because uh, societies fall for it over and over again, even though it's poison and ends up killing you. Um, that's a chunk of the Bernie thing. I think the but chunk it's not all of it. The, the chunk that's putting him over the top is that other part, I think. Mm-hmm. It's the blow it up. Yeah. Because it's not policy related. Right. Well, I know personally, and I don't talk a lot of politics in my personal life, although some. Um, I do everywhere I go, walking down the street. What do you think of the flat tax? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in favor of it, actually. but um, Or the fair tax, more likely. But I'll bore you with that at some cocktail party. So, but I know in my personal life, multiple people who found Trump objectionable in half a different dozen different ways, but love him because he's sticking it to the establishment. So I think we're uh, what comes out on the other end, though, is the interesting part. And I was could take uh, a couple of cycles, too. Well, yeah. And I was quoting. Um, oh, gosh, who was I quoting the other day? I'm so bad at this. Um, I wish I was one of those erudite people who could just throw out quotes and all like Tim Sandifer, our good friend. He's brilliant at it. But. Talking about the fact that not all change brings progress. Often you'll say, it's time to scrap the system. Man, and here's the new system. But then that system doesn't work at all, and it goes straight backwards. And, oh, it's Thomas Sowell, I guess, who was talking about it. Um, and, and you get r- retrogression. And I'm a little concerned that if that some of the, uh, you know, saying to hell with the political parties as they stand will lead to a period of that's even worse. Um, but you don't know until you try. Mm. I, I don't want to be the, the cautious old guy who says no to all change because it might go wrong. I don't know. you got to try stuff. You're so that's what we've been doing since the founding of the Republic, and we'll see how it goes. Just for goodness sakes, just one thing. Do this one thing for me. Don't listen to the people who want a living constitution that changes with the times. Because if we abandon the constitution as our bedrock, then really bad things could happen. Armstrong and Getty announce the boarding of the Final Thoughts Express. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Very soothing. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. Michelangelo presses the buttons in the control room, keeps us on the air. Michael, final thought? Yeah, I guess uh, Bernie Sanders' age is starting to influence some of his policies. He wants uh, shuffleboard in schools, mm. uh, free metal detectors for those over 55, and uh, Matlock to be required broadcasting by all TV stations twice weekly. Matlock. That's proof you're old. <laughs> Positive Sean, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, still punching up the first draft of my new screenplay, The Living Constitution. It's a con- it's about the Constitution that comes to life. <laughs> what does it do? Does it eat people? I'm not there yet. Okay. <laughs> Jack, a final thought to share with the good folks. So I gained like four pounds over my birthday weekend, but um, this I didn't get to this story about snoring. Now, often people snore more when they get when they gain weight. And they've never been able to nail down exactly why that is. Mm. They think they now know. 
your tongue gets fatter. What? You gain weight, your tongue gets fatter, and that's what causes you to snore. Oh, man. I got a tongue like a cow, I guess. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I snore too much. I really need to lose weight, a lot of weight. On your tongue. Oh, tongue exercises. Everywhere. Oh, my gosh. I had one of those weekends I was getting 10,000 steps in, hiking up and down the mountains with my dog, and also, and I still gained weight. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, I don't know. I don't, final thought, I, I got to do something about myself. <laughs> I'm letting myself go. I'm doing that six minutes exercise thing starting today. I'm going to try. Like, uh, you know, I had a friend text me over the weekend and said, I got to get my S together. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you feel that way after a weekend, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there it is, finally. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all the podcasts there, the extra large, the regular stuff. The featured episode, Lennon was a piece of S, is the title of that podcast, and it's good. It's all about socialism. Also, all the videos and clicks and stuff. Oh, the, there's all sorts of great A&G swag you can buy and give to your, your friends and relatives to armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing some of these people got to do what's right for the party and get out of this thing. Um, <laughs> I love your James Carville. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.